I understand my responsibility. I need to the next thirty letters needs to be written. So if mm. I keep down and and you know merging with you, my world will stop, and that cannot happen. So I and I have strong boundaries, and you have no idea how uh, how um, I protect myself like my own child, and I don't let. uh you know certain things touch me my uh, boundaries are very very strong and my sense of self is strong and i'm evolved enough to understand that i am just a brick in the wall and it's and it's still okay to be that brick so that is how i see things i rest and i have my own fun in my own life so i make sure that uh, my life is taken well care of It has always been true that if you have a shoulder to rest on and listen to your rant, your woos and just be there for you by your side, that's the best blessing anyone can ever ask for. But are we having enough time today to lend a shoulder or even rest our heads onto someone to relieve ourselves? We all are aware that opening up to someone has always been a skeptical thing to do, let alone the reliability issues, the fear of being judged itself would never let us share and get guidance on what next with our lives welcome to women's peria i am your host revithi who's very proud today since starting this podcast itself has given me thousand reasons to smile and be proud of doing what i'm doing bringing to the world the stories of the gems living among us who are not only giving us hope towards the sunshine of life but also teaching us that you live only once and when you leave you leave back your legacy and something that people will be benefited from and by that you still continue to live among them so is the motto of parameta our guest for today when she hit rock bottom her friends helped her stay afloat she is returning this favor by being the shoulder or the ear as you may say for people seeking words of warmth and solace let's get to know more from her hello parameta how are you <laughs> I am wonderful. It's uh, Sunday morning, and it's a cold morning. And I'm talking to you, and it's wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting. What an honor and a privilege. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm really, really honored to have you in my podcast today, because people with so much of compassion and so much of love towards fellow human beings, they are rarely, rarely attached nowadays. You are being kind. Thank you so much. But this is very good. <laughs> I'm sure there are many like me. <laughs> so when I start the podcast, Karamita, I begin with asking my guests, "What are the two affirmations that they say to themselves every morning?" So tell me, sir. I matter. My story matters, and the world needs me. These are the two affirmations I say every day. Of course, these are just the lovely words. A human realizes a very uh, late in life. That is a lovely thing that you realize in such early age. I would say. Yeah, isn't it something we are all seeking for, just to matter to the world or someone? We all want to matter deep down. So when you affirm it to the world, you walk like that, you talk like that, and it starts manifesting on your own. Firstly, please matter to yourself first. If you matter, then you know it. No matter where you work, what you do, it will start manifesting on its own. Beautiful, beautiful. That is the mantra to yes. live by. Yeah. Of course, of course, and everybody, everybody needs to observe it. Not only observe it, but imbibe it into their life. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that is when we can make very empowered decision. Empowerment comes from a very empowered place that is within you. 
when yes. i know i matter i make the most empowered choices of course of course yes okay so moving forward uh, paramita tell me about you and most importantly i want to know about your upbringing what what kind of compassionate upbringing was it that you were such an a compassionate such a warm person thank you so much um, i think um, i don't know whether what kind of a person i am i'm still exploring myself i think um, this goodness to serve has come from my father my father was a lawyer right and he was called the compromise lawyer because he used to make people both the parties compromise because he felt that the poor would lose too much of money Yes. so even when he could have made so much of money he used to make both the uh, quarreling parties um you know compromise because he thought that one party will lose too much of money fighting the case and paying him True. so the genesis of this goodness this kindness came from my father i have seen my father uh, in assam used to have floods so our house would be open and anyone can come and stay at our house my father has done that and uh, it's amazing now that i go i mean it's 25 hour, years my father is no more now i go that day i went for my vaccination and it was nice that father that school was established by my father i went oh. to the fish market i went to the fish market and the fisherman was telling that uh, before your father we used to sit on the roads and it was so difficult rain cold you see and he established this fish fish market now we have a shade 25 years later it is still that is what legacy is you are exactly. no more for 25 years i was a child when my father expired and mm-hmm. now when i go and buy fish they say that you have a place to sit because your father has done it you know i went to vaccination that school was i remember very little of it and my father used to ask his friends to give money just to build it now it is a government school and 1000 children from neighboring uh, places villages come to study so so many mm. people educate just because someone put an effort to it right so yeah. that is legacy that is what you leave behind i mean 25 okay. years later i mean i am having vaccination because someone put a roof and the most amazing part that it was my dad so that is what legacy is you are mm. there or not your work lives by isn't that amazing of course it is so as you say somebody sows the seed and somebody else reaps the benefit absolutely absolutely right? so yes. so that's a lovely thing 25 years later still people remember your father yes because so, he he left the roof right and we all need yeah. that roof isn't it so the fisherman yes. was telling me he uh, i was buying fish from him and I, i didn't even know that my father was a part of it he was telling hmm. father who got this land my father was a lawyer so he yeah. got, he helped to get the land and built it and he worked with of course it worked with the government to take public places mm-hmm. so yeah that's amazing and uh, it's so amazing that even 25 years later i'm still uh, getting to understand his legacy so it's Beautiful. pretty amazing yes that's a lovely thing so my salutations to your father uh, thank you so much thank you <laughs> all right So next, Paramita, tell me what are the services that you're doing. Tell us who is Paramita. Okay, um, my name is Paramita Bardala, and I am from Assam, but I'm based out of Delhi. Of course, right now I am home because of the pandemic and we're working from home. So I work with a firm in Delhi, and hmm. uh, apart from my um, everyday job, which is my bread and butter, I have a letter from a stranger, India. 
where people across the world write letters to each other. You have to request us a letter and the letters are sent to you, which are email letters, of course, due to the privacy of so many women. No one wants to give their, uh, you know, physical address. You know how harmful it can become. Then I run this group called uh, Let's Huddle India, where we sit almost every week and have conversations. So mm-hmm. strangers meet and have any, you, you can talk about anything. No one will judge you because, of course, strangers can never judge. We don't know your name. It's okay not to even tell your name. That is something I do. Uh, I'm a spoken word artist. I do storytelling. That is something I do. I write. I have been um, writing uh, for National Geographic. I have writing for The Quint, uh, Women's mm. Web, uh, She Rose, a lot of magazines I have written. And uh, I, with the pandemic on, I have learned healing. And healing is something I do. So every day I take one client because overwhelming to take more than that. So I take one client and I work with one person each day. So basically right now, that is my life. And today I'm speaking to you. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity that I could talk to you today. That's all it is. Oh my. <laughs> so Paramita, you are someone who's never going to stop. You've been learning so many things. You've been uh, helping people out. And I would say that you don't waste even a minute of your life. Because since you, uh, early itself, you told me that uh, you, re- you realize the uh, importance of your existence. So you're, you're doing things which would benefit people, not only people, but it is keeping you sane, I would say, isn't it? Absolutely. See, yes. well, what I tell so many people come and tell me, I want to do this for this. I want to do this and for the world. We are wired to help. If you see, we are wired to connect. But the point is, I cannot give you from an empty cup. I Ooh. have to be rejuvenated. I have to be a happy, empowered woman. Today, I am talking to you and you're listening to me because I come from an empowered place. Imagine me be broken, sick, unable to even pronounce my own name. How would I empower you? People yes. don't understand, especially women. We are so conditioned to give. And a brokenness is so celebrated in patriarchy. And we don't understand that our empowerment comes from ourselves. We have to have a place to rest. We have to be happy. And especially we need a support system. It cannot be like you are going all alone and doing and doing and doing. You need this this kind of people. Like I met you and you've been so kind to me. You're filling my cup. I am filling your cup. And you are rested. I am rested. Imagine that is how we are creating this podcast. You don't have anything against me. I don't have it. And that is how, you know, you create miracles in life. When you are full and from your fullness you give. One of the best lines I heard from Yanla Vansan, she she said, what is in the cup is mine. What overflows is yours. I give from overflowingness. And that is why you are nurtured if you wish to. And I'm always nurtured. That is my philosophy in life. And that is how I go about things. That is really beautiful. So give and accept. That's how it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't give from an empty cup. Of course. Yes. So uh, talking about your uh, letters from a stranger. So you have a concept called circle. Please elaborate on that. Okay. So what we do, um, 
letter from a stranger is when uh, we started, I just started it. I thought that let's just friends write to each other. It was five people, I, I, I thought. And I was like, who will join it? I mean, no one before me has literally done it, right? Hmm. So I was like, who will join it in today's uh, constant hyper-connectivity? So I started with five women. And now we, uh, as writers, so now we were we are almost 500. So I started the fire first circle. I still had five people write to five people. And five became 30 that time. So what do we do? Every two months, we have one circle. That is one session. And that hmm. is when you, uh, the uh, receivers, all the, uh, the um, forms go out in our social media pages. You have to tell us what is that you want to be written about mental yeah. health, even general letters. Okay, I, I just want to talk and all that you can. But however, those are like only three or 2% of the letters we receive. So we receive a lot of requests uh, from our um, receivers, from the audience. And then I have um, forms for the writers also in our Facebook group. If anyone wants to join as a writer, we have a Facebook group. You have to join it. Then register yourself as a writer for the session. And then I send out letters. So there are forms for the writers. There are forms for the receivers. And that is how I match both people and let people write letters to each other. And we have written more than a thousand letters. So it it will be around 1500 very soon. Wow. Wow. So tell us about the responses that you've been getting from the writers. How are they feeling? Are they feeling overwhelmed? Are are they taking pride in what they're doing? And also from the receivers, I mean, uh, people who seek solace from you. So what we do is that um, I give only one letter to one writer because it is a lot of emotional labor and it is not paid labor. It is they are not doing because I'm paying them. And this is free emotional labor which is somehow we don't understand in this country. And uh, um, women are conditioned to do so much of free emotional labor and some mental labor also. So I give only one letter and I uh, and you have to really fill the form where you have to sign up that, you know, these are the things I, um, you cannot write. We do not write anything triggering and you cannot share the identity of the okay. writer. These are all signed up. So I have got things legally done also so that because the things are very sensitive at times, you know, it can break someone's life sometime. Yes. That yes. has to be maintained. So um, one writer gets uh, one letter. So they get around a month to write it. So they sent it. I have all letters in my CC so that I know that nothing triggering is written. Because I have to keep a check. I understand. I trust all the writers. But still, I have to keep a check on all the letters. So first letter is when uh, it is my responsibility that it is written. And if Mm. you want to keep in touch with the writer, the writer wants with the respondent, you can go ahead. I don't have to do anything because we are all adult now. The writers say that their own emotional well-being starts feeling better because it is journaling your own life. And if you see, uh, uh, even in therapy, as well as the researchers, that writing helps you to be emotionally happy. It keeps your emotional well-being starts settling down. They feel that, okay, they matter. And the ones who have received it, they say that someone addresses by their name, addresses their problem, doesn't judge. They feel heard, they feel seen, they feel important. 
Yes. And we have received, sometimes we receive some responses a year later, six months later. And it's very overwhelming at times because uh, someone says that, you know, I had a divorce and in six months I haven't spoken to anyone. It's the first time, you know, someone spoke to me and that mm. letter becomes a talisman to your own healing. I have heard people uh, take printouts of our letters and they read in office. Office mm. washrooms have seen our letters. The walls, they put it around the wall just to feel a sense of belonging to the society. So a lot of young people, 19, 20, write that I don't want to do science. My parents are forcing me. I want to fail. I want to suicide. So we get all the talk. So um, marriages that are failing, human, um, you know, health that are failing. Um, um, A lot of people have lost, lost a lot of spouses during the COVID. So we are someone who keep writing to them. And uh, that has been very overwhelming at times for me also. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that things will snowball so much. But just so many gratitude emails that I received from people. And of course, I uh, sent it to the writers who have put the hard work. So it's been a very uh, you know, evolving journey. And my, I am also learning and growing from each letter. So that is what it is right now. Nice, nice. So uh, listening to somebody itself, they say it takes a toll on your mental health. So yes, you say that you admit that it has been overwhelming, but then again, you never want to quit. You want to be there. That needs to be appreciated, Paramita. And also, <laughs> and also, as you say, in, uh, there's a perception in our country that when you look at someone and you just assume things, and we are highly judgmental about that. So yeah. when somebody complains or when somebody tries to open up, the first thing we say is, you are so financially settled. So financial settlement is the, is the ultimate thing for everybody. So one person, if a person is financially settled, that means he has no right to complain at all. True. Right? <laughs> we are. I mean, come on. Someone yes. just saying that, you know, let mm-hmm. us be honest. Motherhood is not always the best journey some women make, right? Yes. Some people are so overwhelmed. Some just, mm-hmm. some is like, okay, I don't know how to be a good mother. There's confusion. It is a journey. It's like going to a school and you might not like the school. Hmm. It doesn't come with a handbook. So the whole point is that let us stop being a little judgmental. Can can we have the society some kind of empathy? We run Hmm. with zero empathy, you know. So that is what it needs to be done, that it's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be broken. It's okay not to sometimes like your parents. Not everyone likes their parents. It is okay. I mean, I don't have to shove it down your heart. This is our culture. All is great. But Hmm. individual experiences, individual traumas need to be recognized. Otherwise, the unrecognized trauma always becomes violence against the person. What we don't address will address itself in a very violent manner, in a traumatic manner. There is something that is also called Hmm. uh, family inherited trauma or generationally inherited trauma. When you don't heal your trauma, one in the family will start healing it. And that becomes very destructive. So let us talk now. We have such amazing communication. The idea right now, talk about it. Let us address it in a, um, you know, uh, in a collective manner 
So even even in our groups, when people talk about their traumas, we just yeah. apologize that I'm so sorry it happened to you. Sometimes the person just wants to be heard that someone is sorry, and that heals them. Yeah. We have no idea who they are. We have no mm. idea who hurt them. Uh, there was uh, before uh, this pandemic began in Delhi. We used to do our circles, and one I remember it was someone else's. And there were a lot of men and women talking about their sexual abuse experiences. And the whole group would just apologize to them. And that is where I realized how much it must have healed them. You know, people would just break down and everyone would just fold their hands and apologize. I have never seen something so powerful then. And we would just apologize. I'm so sorry it happened to you. So sorry. And that's, that acknowledgement of that trauma, I have seen people taking their first step towards healing. Of course, healing is a journey. But imagine 30 people are just apologizing to you that I'm sorry your existence brought so much of pain to you. And I have never seen something so powerful. So we need collective effort to heal the traumas that personally we go through. Otherwise, it will become collective trauma. Of course, of course. Yes, the more you suppress, the more you you're hurting yourself. Absolutely. Because, as you said, uh, it's not only like uh, you. Supp- it's been it's been running for generations. Oh, so, yes. for example, if your grandmother, if your mother suppresses her emotions, so it is not necessary. We we might show the signs of it. Absolutely. Because it runs in the yes, it runs in the genes. So. I'm happy and glad that people have started opening up now. At least, and as you said, healing itself is a journey. I would say that person has uh, opened up to her journey of healing. That itself is a big thing to do. It opens a dam. See, the river will ah, flow. Yes. But let us first mm. open the dam. dam. Yeah. Let yes. us acknowledge that what yes. happened to you was never right. Otherwise, mm. we're so gaslighted. That happened to you, don't talk about it. Uh, You know, abuse happens within the family. Don't talk about it. Your parents are still keeping in touch with your abuser because of the family thing. I have heard those stories. And, you know, the kind of angst that woman, that child carries, Hmm. you know, and when we say that, I'm so sorry, it is wrong what has happened. That gives them a closure that people believe that her story matters. So at the yes. end of the day, when 30 people around you are sitting and saying that, I'm so sorry, you get your closure that whatever happened to you was right. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. So person, uh, when a person faces such kind of trauma, she might be having a perception that people, all people are the same. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. The so, worldview changes. Trauma yes. changes your worldview. Uh, yes. And the world shrinks. The perception of the world shrinks and that's how the person starts tormenting themselves. And they start to start living in the survival mode. Yes. I and you, we are living in thriving mode. Hmm. You are seeing me here because everyone has a mode. Today hmm. I'm talking to you because, okay, healing has happened, good things has happened. And I'm talking with a very lot of happiness. But yes. trauma shrinks the person. Trauma yeah. changes worldviews. Traumas make you something you never wanted to become. That is the tragedy of living through a trauma. You know, it's life-altering. And the tragedy is that we could not create a society where traumas are acknowledged. No, Everyone move on. And now positivity is used, used like, oh, be positive. 
you cannot be positive through traumas yes <laughs> it is again depressing when they start to you imagining things don't make up things so toxic positivity of- toxic positivity yes. happens address your traumas then become positive you have mm. to make that cycle of life where you mm. address what it is hurting you mm. personally when i did address what mm. is hurting me i became a free empowered woman yes. what you hide my darling will chase you the hardest you like it or not true true very true okay so parameta let's talk about uh, let's huddle india yes please So we started uh, it on uh, the day India went into lockdown, twenty fifth March two thousand and twenty. It was going to be two years very recently, um, very shortly. And uh, so we sit across. Uh, now it's online, right? We yeah. sit across and talk about whatever you wish to. Now we also start in Twitter also or in Clubhouse, and we talk about any topic. Let's talk about um, you know um, uh, gender equality. What do you think? Just having a conversation and the point is that a lot of people come with with twitter and clubhouse you can come with a fake id and you don't have to show your face that anonymity has also helped a lot of people opening up their lives wow yes and i sit across and i just talk i i always one session is specially for one hour but one and a half hour is what i allow because a lot yes. of people are speaking and i hmm. listen where has it come from i really like there was this guy who was saying when i was hmm. dating this girl i come from a small place in haryana and i used when she wants to break up i, I used to tell her na tere papa ko bata dunga so she wouldn't mm-hmm. break up now he understood and he was acknowledging yeah. like, you know what wrong what trauma i might have given her hmm. in a relationship she hates being for uh, for around 4 5 years So True. these are the confession, young man, and we get a lot of young crowd. You know, young man and young woman. We are talking. Uh, man is uh, so uh, there are sessions where only women talk and men listen, and some only men talk and women listen. So the idea is not to wage a war between the genders. Can we find a pl- place of intersection? So what yeah. I look is for blend. and i understand women has a lot to say because of course we have always been uh, receiving uh, on the receiving end right mm-hmm. so what men feel that we are empowered just because we have an education and a well paid job it isn't because the society judges us in a way a man will never feel so sometimes it's late at night and we are talking and men are just out in the street and having a conversation and we tell them do you understand now what male privilege is yeah. all the girls are at home and you four five guys are just sitting outside and uh, lying under the um, you know under the street light and you can talk hmm. to us so yes. we tell them now you know what male privilege is there we walk out at 1:30 hmm. at night hmm. <laughs> so when you talk about gender privilege you talk about equality it is yeah. so layered in so many ways so these are conversations we are having and it's uh, we have all, all till now we had 63rd conversation is over 64 okay. now is for all women so all the girls are meeting and we will talk on uh, google duo so we will do it on video so this okay. is ending it ending the session uh, ending the year so that mm-hmm. will be so i'm looking forward to it so when is the next session happening 26th uh, december um 7 to 8 pm So okay. it's it's on the page, and you can uh, just WhatsApp me. Whoever wants to join can WhatsApp me. So, but I'm okay. keeping the last session a little lighter 
so that we mm. can laugh at ourselves. So it's fun when yeah. uh, five to ten people get together and uh, you know share their anecdotes. It sometimes mm. is very fun. So this yeah. time it's an all women session, and anyone who uh, identifies themselves as the female gender, even trans women are included. Whoever identifies as a woman can join. It. So that's sure, the sure. last session of the year. That's a great way to end the year. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and we will clap for each other. So that's what we do. Wow! <laughs> All right. Okay. So Paramita, uh, that takes me to the next question. Where people, as you as you see in our country, they ask you. The first question is, uh, you're there to uh, address people's wounds. How professionally certified are you? How how professionally ready are you? As you told me, like at some point. you find it overwhelming and at some point there are chances that you it might break you down and it might like you just stop yes yeah true yeah See. so what is the disclaimer that you give to people yeah yeah go ahead go ahead Yeah, yeah, that's that's what my question is. Yeah, the thing is that whenever hmm. we have put out uh, everything is said that this is we aren't professional, we are just group of people. So yeah. you can't knowing it, you hmm. can't knowing the discretion. We aren't therapists. We are just people listening to you. The next thing is how I deal with so much. That is one question I get it because people can have issues even dealing with uh, their own family, right? And now you are dealing in a collective level. So I listen to my body. When I feel hmm. that it's overwhelming me, I take a five days gap. I rest. Yes. I sleep. And I have a very good support system. I have my friends. I have my girlfriends. So we talk. We gossip also a lot. But Sharukhan Ward. Those are fun conversations to have. So I make sure that you know. And when you do something, what I am doing, you should have a strong sense of self. Otherwise, you will start merging your identity with everyone. You yes. see. and some yes. things people are sharing can also be triggering and can be very something that you might not have addressed in your real life so yes. you should learn when to step back so what i everyone is saying a marching forward most of the time i skip stepping back i do not right. get into the personal lives of people whatever they have shared in a letter or a conversation we address it then and there otherwise you are free to go to any therapist we talk about therapy agar if you want you can go and find your therapist but for me i do not cross that line that i am holding the space and you are coming to that space once that space is over i i, I understand that we are two separate human beings so maybe life has also prepared me like like that but i am someone i know that okay now this is this session has happened the next session needs to happen because i cannot merge with you and i'll keep crying right the next will be, the job will not happen what yes. makes you so look beautiful because there's so many people cruising through it hmm. there's a lot of work that goes behind the scene yes yes so i understand hmm. my responsibility i need to the next 30 letters needs to be written so if hmm. i keep down and and you know merging with you my world will stop and that cannot happen so i and i have strong boundaries and you have no idea how uh, how um, i protect myself like my own child and i don't let uh, you know certain things touch me my uh, boundaries are very very strong and my sense of self is strong and i'm evolved enough to understand that i am just a brick in the wall 
and it's and it's still okay to be that break so that is how i see things i rest and i have my own fun in my own life so i make sure that uh, my life is taken well care of beautiful beautiful i just love the thing when you said you protect yourself just like your own child so that yes. explains your whole <laughs> that explains your whole emotional stability absolutely uh, yes. what i do is like uh, one of the therapists taught me that what if, if you were your own daughter would you hmm. allow her this and would you allow her that so now i am like this is overwhelming me if my child is crying i will want to comfort her i will not push her to the point where she is broken if overwhelming me go and play with your toys and whatever you watch friends you watch this you go out with your friends you have a great cup of coffee you are like oh let's watch a lovely sharukh khan movie you do that right how you comfort yes. your child i of comfort course. myself that way if it is overwhelming me i don't want to be there so these words are really therapeutic i must say and i am not god I do not have that ego where I can heal everyone. A lot of people fall into that trap where they believe they can help everyone. I hmm. know I I do what I can and then I move on. And that is yes. how that is your emotional discipline. A lot of people don't have it and they end up in self-injury. So that is how I even a friend came and she wanted to meet me and it was like I was a little overwhelmed at work and I did not meet her. I met her hmm. at the end of 15 days and she was very mad at me why didn't you meet me I said no I was overwhelmed I needed that hmm. space to pull myself back Correct and if you love me you give me that space otherwise it's all right Yes <laughs> Beautiful Paramita beautiful so I'm really out of words and I'm, I'm so awestruck by your words and this Thanks. is the emotional stability that every person needs every person in the society needs and most importantly women because we are we are living in an age where we are transitioning Absolutely. from a very patriarchal society to something where we have started opening up and uh, we are not we are not just fighting for equality but we are actually working for it working towards it and it's not like this time we are not trying to prove anything true yes but so very layered we are hmm. a sandwich generation our parents did not have a job they ran initiative they did podcast our parents did not do it we uh-huh. are doing something which we haven't seen and that is hard hmm. men yeah. have always seen men in leadership men the world is so designed for men to win right if you see it so we are now learning that okay it is designed for men how do i design for ourselves hmm. the power the um, you know the part of the pie for women was so small now we are asking for more and that is why you know there is so much of commotion everywhere everyone because no one knows exactly where we are leading to correct so by sandwich generation it will take 20 30 years more the next yes. generation will have it much more easier because yes. uh, we put the fight so one generation has to put it the next generation eats the pie so that is how it yes. will work yes and in, in fact the next generation will will never have uh, i guess they won't having the little bit of idea of what we went through they Absolutely. shouldn't have i would say we are yes. talking about mental health uh, 10 15 mm. years ago in india no one talked about it yes when we so, talked about mental health that itself was a taboo and most of the time we are still putting yeah. ourselves there we are still putting yeah. ourselves there this scary place 
You have <laughs> no idea how it might come back to you. You are putting it yes. out so that a child after thirty years, when they are open about it, even at their workplaces, they have that uh, you know confidence that they won't be laughed at. So okay. we are pushing the cart, and we have to push it very hard because the cart is very, very heavy. Of course, of course, yes, yes, and we are ready to do that. Yes, we are doing it. Yes, we are doing it. Yeah. So also, it will be like fifteen uh, years later, I, uh, the young people of uh, tomorrow will be opening up about mental health, just like uh, any physical injury that we discuss about. So I hurt my leg, I hurt my hand. It's just like that. I'm mentally Absolutely. hurt. Absolutely. 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 We and really need guidance for emotional health in this country. How to deal with yeah. it? Because we hide too much. If it is hurting, mm. talk about it. Yes. You know, look, look good, have money is has become somewhere the motto of the generation. You see, but of course, um, post independence, there was so much of poverty. Everyone wanted some some kind of. Money, then compose liberalization in the nineties. So we never got a chance to have our own wealth and decide what to do with it. True. You know, rich countries always had that they had their money, so mm. they could decide what they want. We are still earning it. We are still yes. have such a large population that is under poverty line. You see, so we are still fighting wars. Maybe someone from um, a Scandinavian country don't have to. Their jails are becoming empty. You know, yes. you have to understand the socio-economic and political climate. We have a very, we have a very uh, colonial history. Yes, we were the uh, we were the brown uh, dominated by the white. That trauma is also there. Colonial trauma we carry. A yes. white person don't carry it. So their confidence and our confidence are very very different. Exactly. Let a white man or a woman walk on the street. We still look in awe. Genetically, we have always looked in awe at the white, right? Because they complex have- is the first thing that India so, suffers with. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is the worst disease that runs in India. Yes, yes, because we have been enslaved for so many years. Come on, yes. centuries of enslavement, <laughs> and that comes in the DNA. So we are fighting it. We are learning it, and I'm sure uh, it will take a couple of generations. But we will move on from here too. That is how time oh. works. Everything changes. Yes. True, 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 true. Yes, beautiful. So, is there any message that you would like to convey to the young generation of today, Paramita? The one thing I tell you: love yourself like your own child. There's no nothing more beautiful than that. And when you yes. do it, you make empowered choices. You can say no even to the people who love you the most. And sometimes, saying no to the people who love you the most is self-care. True. Yes. So it's not about losing yourself. That is not valued anymore. Please do not and lose yourself. Value. I mean, you are so wonderful. Oh. Losing yourself, and um, I have always said, suffering is not a virtue. Of course, of course. So they even used to say that your mother has sacrificed so much. Your grandmother has sacrificed so much. Was she ready to sacrifice? Exactly. Or was it a conditioning or a social yes. structure? Hmm. Was she willing to do it? It was. It was imposed on her. And why is our where we given education? Why our mothers would go after a study, study, study? Because they didn't want their traumas to repeat on us. True. True. Why are really government policies uh, favor women? Because hmm. uh, you know historically we are oppressed. 
so that we don't have to carry it. If you are carrying the, again, if you want to do what your mother has done or was forced to done, uh, that is you really need to look down at you at yourself and uh, figure out what you want. Suffering, okay. my friend, is not a word to do. We keep saying that she sacrificed so much. We utilize something which is so traumatic. Yeah. So even tell, oh, she's a rich, happy woman. How many of us clapped for it? She suffered. She gave her life. She lived on her force. We utilize it because, you know, someone benefits from your trauma. When yeah. you give up everything, you are giving your emotional, mental and physical labor for free. Imagine the amount of cost cutting you do in the family. True, true. And we've been glorifying it for all these years. Because it benefits patriarchy, right? Your narrative um, benefits <laughs> patriarchy. You give free labor. Why yes. wouldn't I just clap? Okay, she's so great. She's doing free labor for the whole family and done for generations. And mm. that has left you empty and bitter at the end of the day. Because no one can only give, give, give. And that is why mother-in-law then start hurting their daughter-in-law. Logical. No one is God. Yes. Right? And uh, that is how, you know, we need to look on unpaid labor now. India really looks unpaid and emotional labor. We need to look into it. And I'm glad the young feminists are talking about it. It's True. the next conversation we are talking that. Like, can we talk about unpaid and um, care economy is being talked about now. Hmm. In lots of Scandinavian countries, uh, the government pays for unpaid labor. But of course, they have an economy for them to pay. But this is also we are need to have those conversations. At least a couple, maybe many years later, someone gets paid just because hmm. they get gave birth to someone. Yes. <laughs> Yes. In fact, even recently I read an article uh, where Germany, they pay yeah. for you if you're working from home and you're working yeah. from your bed, you're walking yeah. from your bed yeah. to yeah. your workstation, you get paid for it. And <laughs> if you, under, you undergo a physical injury, you just slip or something, you yeah. can claim for your medical expenses. So imagine like how, how much we are lagging. You know why? Because they have the economy. First of all, they have money. Therefore, mm. they can look after their humans. They are, yes. Have you seen their population is shrinking? Mm. Our mm. exploding with a kind of uh, exploding population and the shrinking resources that we have. Uh, we, are, we aren't uh, able to have, uh, you know, uh, debt-free births. Uh, so much of, you know, um, Pregnancy deaths that happen, you know, when women give birth, children die before the age of five, hunger that is there. So when we are dealing with the basic things, giving money for walking from your bed to your table is, seems like a dream because not everyone has a food plate in front of them. We are fighting for the basic right to eat, food security yes. we're fighting for. So, yes. <laughs> True. So, okay, let's dream, let's dream and start working on it for a better yes, India. Yes, please, because someone must have dreamt that a woman should study. Imagine mm. about, um, I'm grateful to Ambedkar and Pule. Those people yeah. have worked so hard. We are yeah. the, uh, you know, fruit of that work. Today I can talk to you and mm. because they have taken the traumas, the way they were yeah. treated by the society. Um, Savitri Bai Pule, Baba Sahib Ambedkar, I look up to them because what they did, hmm. um, because they were there, we are here today. Yes, yes. As you say, uh, 
they were the outlaws of the society in those Absolutely. days <laughs> when lot of people say i am an equalist and not a feminist you have no idea the kind of battles people have fought gone through yes why yes. why are you women are in the workforce because in the world war when there were no men to work um women were asked to work and there was and they have started uh, that powdered milk hmm. women yeah. had children and that is why right. they could there is an evolution and a revolution that has happened scientifically hmm. technically and so many people have come into the street so that you and i can have a education and so it's sometimes i find it very funny when people say no i don't believe in feminism you have <laughs> laughed at hundreds and hundreds of years of men and women who walked on the street without knowing your name true <laughs> okay beautiful all right so paramita again i would say it was it was nice having you beyond nice it was i got so many insights so many lovely insights and we could discuss so many things that of course people hesitate to open up i i'm glad that i had you in my podcast today paramita and it was a lovely sunday morning i that i spent today i had a lovely conversation thank you for having this conversation because so, the first step towards change is conversation someone somewhere yes. will listen to it and will have an idea yes. and who knows that might spark something in life so hmm. i have always believed in something the work might be small but the results you don't know how it snowballs so whatever True. you do with your full intention and you know effort you have no idea how things snowball <coughs> yes so because uh, conversations happen and it always begins from the two people that who oh. have the conversation just like you when you started you started with writing letters to your only friends yes yes and yes as you said it snowballed into so many people it spoke it spoke yes beautiful and you're reaching 1500 that's a big achievement it is it is so you don't know maybe someone felt good they will be kinder to their children when they go home so someone yes. you know things affects one and then another there's nothing like things don't happen in absolutely solitude mm. you know it just that doesn't happen today this conversation was great you might just go ahead and be a, a little kinder to someone you met today it yeah. always affects you see if today i'm uh, you know being rude to you somewhere it will stay with you the whole day yes true 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 you never come alone i like that yes my angel root you know um i come as one but i stand for the 10000 beautiful yes that's so we are 1500 reach lakh and lakh of people more thank you so much <laughs> and it's wonderful it is a very intelligent conversation i had after a long time thank you so, so much for the questions and i love talking to you and i wish you all the best thank you very much paramita thank you very much for being here today thank you thank you, thank you. How I wish that we all together join hands in the process of building a better future for the next generation. I'm happy that mental health is being valued just the way physical health has always been. There are many telltales of how people struggle to open up about their agonies regarding mental health even to the so-called better halves and dear ones. Glad that people like Paramita are happening to the world. I can just imagine how content and hopeful people approaching her would be. Stay connected with Women's Peria through Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. If you have a story that the world needs to listen to, 
do send me an email at womenspiria@gmail.com the spelling goes by w o m i n s p i r i a @gmail.com there is a womenspiria tamil podcast as well in which you can listen to inspirational stories in tamil apart from that i have a podcast in which i converse with my child about everything under the sun it's a fun podcast it's called shashu and amma so until next time till i bring you a new story with a new inspiring person tune in to the other episodes of women's period and also keep inspiring and seek inspiration everywhere around you so this is revathi signing off from women's period contagiously inspiring thank you very much